Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Well, we're waiting. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in another fun-filled, exciting episode of the Cutting Out Early Podcast. Here we go. Just the two of us today. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. (laughs) We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Max Major, Zach Montgomery, uh flying together today uh alex little duet uh, action a little busy today but uh he'll be back it is episode Uh, we we, we don't know (laughs) he'll be back he'll be back he's gotta get a break from work he's he's busy i know i know there we go uh it is may 12th 2021 are we gonna start talking about the weather now I'm it's waiting beautiful. for it. I wait. I wait every day, every every week. I'm waiting for the opening uh, line about the weather. It Ep- is beautiful today. Episode 38. It is gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you can't really argue with this. Yesterday, eh, we should be getting a little warmer. But I Hopefully. think I think we're on the right track. Is is what uh, the important thing is. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, here we go. I uh, I know last week was off. Uh, it actually was my finals week. I was uh, in the middle of writing paper. And actually, that's another reason why we're doing it today, as opposed to Tuesday when we normally do. Um, turned in my last paper of law school this morning. Congratulations. So done. Thank you. It's unbelievable. Uh, after four years at Detroit Max Mercy. Max Major, attorney of law. <laughs> Coming up, I'll be joining Alex in that crowd. That's crazy. Uh, four years, um, not... Not because I was. Do you know you passed? Uh, well, no. I, I need my grades back. Oh, you don't know yet. I mean, I have nine credits hanging in the balance this it, past semester. It could still all fall apart, Max. <laughs> don't you dare forget that. I would just have to take summer classes. <laughs> I'm nine credits to go. Detroit Mercy, four years. Four years because evening class. Not four because I take an extra year. Four years in evening class. That's Max. That's impressive. Uh, thank you, know, you. Congratulations. I appreciate it. I appreciate you know, it. That's quite an accomplishment. I. I mean, listen. Law school's no joke. Doing it at night. I know, I know. I, I've I've had a uh, great great time there. It's been a lot of work, uh, and I never really talked about it much in the show. But it's it, a, lot, a lot going on there. Good. Um. But yeah, that's done with. I have the bar exam coming up in a few months, and that will be very exciting. So I'm a few we'll months. See. You have it. Yeah. Uh, end okay. of July. Oh, it's not too bad. No, no. But I, I mean, I, I paid. I paid for the whole. The, What's the, the pass rate on that? <laughs> Around sixty-five, like in Michigan, like ninety-five percent. No, I like wish. like if you can sign your name, you're good. I wish that's all you need to be a lawyer <laughs> in the in the state of Michigan is just be able to sign your name. Yeah, believe me, that would be very nice. No, it's like sixty-five percent, so I'm I'm a little nervous, but you know, it's I have I I paid the money for those those scam uh training sessions. <laughs> I mean, they're not scams. But I, I think the whole industry is kind of a scam. Like the whole ACT prep courses oh, that yeah, they absolutely. offer, those are scams, right? 
I mean, people pay thousands and thousands of dollars to teach you basic math. Yeah, I mean, and and do that. Like the bar exam, I get it; it's different, but it's just that entire industry that I get frustrated with. I mean, they. I mean, we have our uh, for med school. There's they do the step exams, mm-hmm. and there's you know programs that do it for the step. It's you know it's all like oh you have to know how to do it specifically for this, and you know they have certain types of questions they want you to learn, and it's just like okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to say anything. I'm a doctor too. Exactly. <laughs> Our our pass rate for this board, I think, is like ninety five percent. It's the pass rate. Seriously, yeah, ninety five percent. The one I'm studying for right now. Well, you so it's well. It's not, bang. But the problem is, is it, it it's scored, so you get like a rank. Oh, it's not just pass fail. It's not just pass. Oh. Well, it is pass fail. Like if you pass it, you can be a doctor. Oh, okay. But <laughs> it's not a very good one. You, yeah, exactly. But if you want to <laughs> go to a competitive residency, you need to do well. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So, uh, well, uh, I'm sure that'll be fine. When yeah, is that coming we up? We both got tests coming up. Uh, mine's two weeks. Okay. A little less than two weeks. Okay. Monday the 24th. Are you so. ready? We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. You'll I, be fine. I, like, the, the grind is just, you know. You're top 5%, right? Top 5%. Top 5% your class. I didn't say that. No. I'm, I'm just saying. No. <laughs> you, come on. You've got to be close. You'll be. F- I'm saying you'll be fine. I'm sure you'll be fine. Uh, so that's that's been this week. So that's why we're doing it today. We've we've got a day back, but but we're we're here. We're having fun. It's it's this kind of start of summer coming up. We got Memorial Day coming up in a few weeks. A lot of stuff going on. Um, but one of the things actually, you didn't watch SNL over the weekend, Saturday Night No, Live. I'm so disappointed because I actually I really like. Uh uh, what's his name? Why can't I remember his Elon name? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. Elon I think Musk. I I thought it was a very interesting pick because he's not a very um, he doesn't seem like a very showsy guy. Like he doesn't have a great personality for a TV show like that. It seemed like for me, he's very monotone. I mean, it's it's weird. He doesn't he doesn't have any like inflection in his voice. It's no. just it's basic, yeah. which is just how he is. Yeah, you know. Um, but it was I guess first of all, I thought the opening bit was stupid. It was um it was like one of the Mother's Day things where okay it was like all the cast members had their mothers on stage with them like individually and they would like do a, a stupid little bit with them and then it would interlude with Miley Cyrus singing she would sing for like 20 seconds a few bars and then go back to a few other cast members like talking about with their moms like oh mom oh, it's so great they, to be here so, so in order so. to make the cast members happy of having Elon Musk on the show they're like it's okay guys. We're going to have your mothers on the show so you don't have to get upset about Elon Musk being there. Right? Is that how they did it? Exactly. Because everyone was just pissed that Elon Musk, what? Hosting Saturday Night Live? You're kidding me. I don't think anyone really understood why. I think, well, the reasons know. that they cited were like his, he had a couple tweets about, um, about COVID. About COVID, but back when nobody knew anything about COVID. Yeah, tell me anybody who had a perfectly accurate tweet in, I know. in a year ago, even now, I know. or April or March it of 2020. Kind of, it's kind of silly to me. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's just like, it, there's so much misinformation, even from like the people who were in office. Like, you, you know. know, the mask thing and not mask thing. It's just like, if you... If, uh, don't wear a mask, it uh, doesn't help. And then, oh, masks help, you have to wear well, it. And if you don't wear a mask, you're, kill it. you're a murderer. And then, and then that, I mean, that's not even the point. The point, I, It's just like, nobody knew. So it's like, why get upset about that? now i know, I know. I, but but some people are still i think they're just mad that he's a billionaire probably he's you know uh super successful like you know there's so many people but, who need the money and but there's things about elon that are different than anybody else right like it's not like jeff bezos who just kind of takes his money from amazon and does whatever he wants with it yeah right? yeah it's like 
With Elon, he's like running a space program. He's giving internet to everybody in the world. Like yeah. he's doing all the he's making electric vehicles. Like he's doing things that people would want with his money and like he, he's running all this at the same time so i'm like if you're gonna get upset about a billionaire like maybe if you had jeff bezos or somebody sure you know, but they like, should go after him but like like somebody who's actually doing something with their money and involved with all these great things like eh, yeah like it's it maybe a little chill bezos is like the one billionaire who really doesn't like donate much money or at least isn't known for donating in public at <laughs> well least. he donates it to his wife so <laughs> Yeah, getting married is expensive if you're Jeff Bezos. <laughs> oh, the most God, expensive another... marriages of, his, of anyone in the entire world. Here's another few million um, <laughs> out the door. Billion, billion. <laughs> no, no M's. Oh, my God. Um, it, Well, first of all, the show was good. I thought it was funny. I thought it was weird. It was like one of the weirdest shows I've seen. I don't really know how to describe that further, but it just – I thought the skits were written in a bizarre way maybe to accommodate Elon – and Elon is just a weird guy and, and made it kind of extra weird, but they were funny. I, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I, well, but that's what I heard. I heard that yeah. he, he was a, like a weird choice by like most people thought it was a weird choice, but they actually played it pretty well. The, the, the very, very last skit of the show I want to play right now. It's, it's kind of about uh, cryptocurrency. And speaking of that, he, he Dogecoin tanked. Uh, when SNL was oh, yeah, did I you heard see that? This. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He was doing Weekend Update. Uh, he was like on there, and they were asking like, "What is Dogecoin? Just what is it?" <laughs> and like, you know, Elon was giving. It was a bit. You know, he's trying to give a funny answer. Like, it's a digital currency that can be traded. Yeah, but what is it? Well, you know, it's a it's a concept of blockchain that's built. Yeah, but but what is it? <laughs> Dogecoin. And he's like, it's a it's a it's a hustle, right? And Elon's like, yeah, it's a hustle. <laughs> And Dogecoin price just goes in the in the shitter. I mean, after I mean, let's be honest here, it's still pretty damn high. Yeah. After after coming from like point two did you, cents. Did you hear about his tweet the next day though? He brought it back up. Yeah, it was back up. Yeah, now yeah. it's back up to like fifty cents, fifty five cents. The next day he tweeted, "You can use Dogecoin to pay for your flights to Mars when when <laughs> when SpaceX is sending their uh, rocket ships to Mars." <laughs> let me let me play this bit for you. Um, you'll you'll like this, Zach. It's the very last bit of the show, which I always think are, are sometimes can be really good. It's like a Western theme. Oh my goodness. Oh. We came as soon as we could. What happened? The Pearl River Gang came through town. They shot Earl. I'm fine. It's a, just a scratch. That gang is out of control, and we got to do something about it. Well, they's always holding up in them foothills outside of Santa Fe. I reckon we go give them a taste of their own medicine. We're on straight at him, guns blazing. Hooey, let's ride! Or, hear me out on this, we could tunnel down into the earth and come up underneath him. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're expecting a direct attack, but if we tunnel into the earth, we could come up underneath them and surprise them. Oh my god, there goes the genius talking about tunnels. <laughs> tunnels? Leron, I thought you was the electric horse guy. Yeah, isn't that yours plugged in outside? <laughs> it's a Tesla horse. Sure. I do like electric horses and self-driving horses, which are just horses. <laughs> I've also built a machine that can dig a tunnel ten times faster than a gopher. I propose that we use it to ambush the Pearl River Gang. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you laughing at? I just realized that Pearl River is an anagram for prevail-er. 
Perhaps their prevailing error is not expecting a sneak attack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is this guy like slow? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you always saying stuff like that, Leron? Just be normal. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel. Hmm. Ah, damn it. Now he's thinking about reinventing a new kind of wheel. <laughs> and besides, if we ambush that gang, we'll never find out where they hid all their gold. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that, too. What if instead of panning for gold, we just create our own currency? Currency? <laughs> uh, yeah, and what the heck would it be based on? Whatever we say it's based on? <laughs> that ain't how money works! <laughs> money is a golden rock that we dig out of the ground. Then we hope no one kills us before we trade it for pieces of green paper. It's a perfect system. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Leron sounds pretty rich. I mean, smart. <laughs> Maybe I should spend some time with him upstairs. Will you guys track down that game? I would love nothing more than to fornicate with you, Louisa. <laughs> but the overwhelming odds are that you have syphilis. Excuse me? It's actually a compliment. It means you're successful at your job, which is a prostitute. Oh, well then, thank you, Leron. <laughs> See, this is a gentleman. Then I'd just like to say I think you have syphilis as well. Hey, it don't work when you say it. When Leron says it, it's fine, because he's eccentric. All right, enough. Okay, look, it's not like Leron's always right about everything. Yeah, what about that time we robbed the bank? and he refused to wear a mask. Okay, for a while, I thought masks were done. But now I admit, masks make sense. Okay, see? Now the plan is simple. The Pearl River Gang came after us with guns. We're going after them with guns. End of story. Now let's take a vote. Who wants to follow Jasper to a gunfight that will almost certainly result in your deaths? And who wants to do my ingenious tunnel plan? <laughs> Oh, I don't know why I even try. Hey, I'm in two. Just a need a minute. <laughs> oh, Earl. He might not be the best at drinks. He might give up a couple stinks. But of all bartenders in the world, we don't know none as fun as Earl. Wait, the closing song was about Earl? <laughs> but I'm making the old, new, old West the new West. History always remembered, Earl. <laughs> it's just so weird. It was a weird one. Isn't that weird? I mean, that's how the entire show was, though. You know? It was just, like, bizarre, but it, it worked for whatever reason. Yeah. I no, it, they, they played into his weirdness and his quirkiness a little bit. So. Yeah. yeah. No, it was absolutely perfect. Um, okay. We have, um, uh, well, at least in this country right now, gas is uh, being hacked now. Cyber attacks on, on gas pipelines. Yeah, I heard about this. The, well, I, I've, that's all I've heard. I, I don't know too much about it, so you'll have well, to fill me in. The, the whole thing was there's like this colonial pipeline that was hacked by, uh, and they admitted it, a Russian group, Dark Side. And it, it spurred an emergency from the White House, a, a rare emergency declaration on Sunday, this past Sunday, after a cyber attack on a major U.S. pipeline choked the transportation of oil to the eastern United States. Uh, I mean, this led to uh, a, a ton, a ton of gas shortage across uh, the southern part and the eastern part of the United States. 
Um, because the emergency declaration from the Department of Transportation, DOT, aims to ramp up alternative transportation routes for oil and gas. Um, they're lifting regulations, trying to get gas over there. The U.S. is already dealing with a shortage of tanker truck drivers, and and this hack pretty much stopped the pipeline from from flowing. And it's it's just there's gas stations across the south, southeastern part of the United States that are just closed. They have no gas. Wow. People can't fill up. Uh, as of now, the pipeline's back online. I think that that was breaking news like um, like an hour ago. I mean, we're recording this at like six for six forty-five right now in the afternoon on uh, Wednesday, May twelfth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's back online now. But this is this is a real problem. I mean, it's 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 hurting gas stations. It's hurting people who can't fill up. And um, I think there's also a few uh, you know people who may need a bit of a refresher with some common sense. <laughs> <laughs> The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission put out a statement. Do not fill plastic bags with gasoline. People are hoarding gasoline. They're, they're Wait, getting as much what? as they can. They have to put out a statement. Do not fill plastic bags with gasoline. Excuse me, but what? That's not a good idea. <laughs> Why? This is happening. How does it work? Many people in the Southeast deal with rising gas prices and with stations running out of fuel uh, and... They're filling bags with gasoline when they can get it. It's like they better they better stock up. Like a plastic bag. Like a Kroger bag. Like a Kroger bag. Yeah. You're going to show up to your local gas station <laughs> with a gallon Kroger bag and get your gallon of gasoline. Those things can't even hold. <laughs> they can't even hold your groceries. How are they supposed to hold a gallon of gas? Well, what is what is the matter with people? Do they do they really think that's smart or Well, I I'm confused. What do you do with it? Like you you have a bag, just a bag with gas. It's not like watertight. <laughs> Like, what do you do with it? You, like, hang it from your roof? You just have, like, go into your garage and you just have bags and bags of gasoline hanging from your ceiling? I mean, you can't lay them on the ground. They're just going to go flat. I mean, they're not, They'll like... spill everywhere. They're not rigid. They're not boxes. It sounds like a recipe to, like, have your garage blow up. <laughs> You're probably right. Like, literally just explode. I just... People are so dumb sometimes. That's crazy. But they, they would have to hang them from a hook. They, it's like, the only way it would work. I'm getting gasoline. Give me those Kroger bags. We're going to the Sunoco. We're filling up. <laughs> We're running out of gas. We got to get it while getting's good. Yeah. And they have to put out a statement. That's I mean, pretty crazy. From the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. <laughs> they tweeted it Tuesday morning. Do not fill plastic bags with gasoline. Well, when you're, uh, when you're out of uh, the, the, the back hills of whatever it is. <laughs> North uh, New Mexico, you got to find out how to get your gas. They put out another statement. When using a gas canister, never pour gasoline over or near an open flame. Whoa. <laughs> At some point, it's just Darwinism, right? <laughs> I mean, are these really the reminders that are, are useful? Like, who's reading this and like, oh. Yeah, who's, hmm. who pays these people to put these out? <laughs> really? Wow. What intern is in charge of writing the these? fire department. This one's out of control. <laughs> I never knew that gasoline should not be poured over an open flame. That's incredible. I'll get your damn kids for this. You're all gonna die. <laughs> I think even you're like, even you're somebody who just grew up in the woods knows that gasoline burns, right? I don't know. Like you, you could would have think no, so. you could know nothing, but you know that gasoline ex like explodes when you light it on fire. Or that know. putting it in plastic bags is. Probably a dumb idea. <laughs> I mean, maybe a Ziploc. Maybe with an airtight seal, maybe. Garbage bag. 
Can you imagine somebody a walking hefty full, bag. like a whole hefty bag full of <laughs> gas? What are you doing, dude? <laughs> Remember that? Do you, do you ever watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No, I never oh got to God. see it. I haven't watched all of them, but they had an episode where they were solving the gas crisis because they were afraid of uh, inflation for gas. And sounds familiar. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll we'll get to that, but but they just took all these like barrels, like these trash barrels, brought them to the gas station, filled them up when gas was cheap, and then <laughs> saved them and resold it at their bar. Isn't that what the U.S. government does anyway? <laughs> don't they have like saved up gasoline? They do, don't they? Yeah, I mean they do. For, well, they do for natural gas a lot. Okay, but I think I think they do for gasoline or crude oil. Yeah, like in the summer or something, yeah. they save it, and yeah. then in the winter when they need it, they something like that. Yeah, well, they did it always sunny. <laughs> They didn't use plastic bags, though. <laughs> At least they had barrels. It's 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 crazy. But but the, I mean, the other thing is it, inflation is is here, and I don't really understand why why nobody's really talking about this. I know this is kind of a, a an economic topic, but it's still pretty interesting. Um, I know the market didn't do well today. The stock market didn't do too well yesterday. I don't think. But I mean, I mean, last week we we had a, a huge rise in the stock market. It w- it was going nuts. Yeah. And and this was after an April jobs report that showed we gained two hundred and sixty six thousand jobs when it was expected to be about seven fifty seven hundred and fifty thousand jobs. I mean, the, so the, like a it, third of what we wanted. Yeah, like a third of expectations. Wow. At, at the at the most, and the stock market goes up. Yeah. It goes up, but then on the other side of the news, we see oh, the price of lumber is going up. The price of chickens is going up. Nobody can find work. Nobody wants to work. Yeah. People are looking desperately for for you know for employees. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? And but the price of everything else is going up. And they're just saying like, "Oh, it's it's weird. It's just like the price of lumber is crazy right now." Yeah. Um, you know, food, beef, the price of beef is is going wild. Um, maybe it's just inflation? Is is that really isn't... what inflation is? That's the reason why the stock market is going up after such a poor job performance report. Yeah. There's inflation. It's right in front of us, but nobody's really calling it inflation it's just oh the price of x is a little high right now i'm no expert on this but i mean i'm not either doesn't isn't there the um doesn't like the u.s bank or whatever don't they set interest rates for whatever reserve yeah yeah they said and it's been at zero percent right because of covid but the problem with setting it at zero percent is then you have all the places inflate because you have zero percent interest but price but interest rates have been low for years i mean really since like the the whole recession in 2009 Hmm. i mean they haven't been this low but they've been pretty darn low Hmm. and normally when it's low there's going to be inflation that's what happens that's why you raise interest rates to prevent inflation but we've had about 10 years of a very strong bull market with very minimal inflation, if any, with interest rates at, l- at very low levels. That was really not predicted. Yeah. People thought there would be a lot more inflation a lot quicker. It didn't happen. But right now, I think that's kind of what we're seeing. And like the inflation, not, yeah. Yeah. And I, I just don't know why people aren't aren't talking about it or, or saying the word inflation, but it's what they happening. see that green line on uh, CNBC go yeah. up and up and up and up. So they don't <laughs> care. Right. They're, they're watching. Mm, it looks, uh, wow. Market's doing pretty well. GM, GMC is going up. So that's what we're going <laughs> to talk about. Oh, sorry. GME. GME. Excuse GameStop. Excuse me. Is that still going? What's the price of GameStop right now? How's, how's Andrew doing with GameStop? I don't know. Every day, every day I listen to him talk about how it's going to the moon. And there's some, like, there's some, Apparently, there's some financial meeting going on. 
on uh, June 9th, and there that's when they might reclaim their short positions. So, like, it, it, the reason why GameStop went up is because there was supposedly, like, a, a ton of shorts on it. Yeah. And in or- if they... They'll have to pay back on those shorts eventually. Yeah. And apparently, this meeting on six nine is at least when you'll find out. It is on six nine, by the way. It, nice. You'll find out. You'll find out if there are a bunch of short positions out. So, so, so it's going to the moon at that time. It, it, yeah, June 9th, Yeah. Hasn't hasn't there already been like? Isn't there a news story like every week on why GameStop's going to the moon? I feel like there's always something like, oh, look at this story. Yeah. That, that, this proves it. It's going. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's it's at, it's at it's at one hundred forty four dollars a me. share. I don't have I don't have the funds to participate, so <laughs> I'm kind of out of the woods on this one. So I don't know. I just hope the economy's okay. I mean, everyone hopes the economy's okay. That's a that's a pretty dumb statement. Someone it's looking for obvious. a job right now. <laughs> I mean, people are begging people to 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 work. Nobody wants to work. People are sitting at home getting checks, and they're fine. Kind of nice, actually. I mean, it's not their fault. No. What would you rather do? Work for money or sit at home for the same amount of money? I think the answer <laughs> even, is pretty clear. Or even more money. <laughs> uh, yeah, sometimes even more money. <laughs> I think the answer is pretty clear. Uh, I'm not blaming uh, the uh, the people who don't want to work. Uh, there's plenty of other people you can blame, but I'm yeah, just saying. There's it's, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, it's it's wild. It's absolutely wild. But um, uh, on a lighter note, uh, Ben and Jennifer are, are back. <laughs> Smooth transition. Isn't that great? You just got to do it. From to Ben and Jennifer. You just got to, bam, right there. You nailed it. I mean, but, I mean, think about this. Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez, the <laughs> Benifer saga the has returned. Uh, a Rod is shocked, by the way. Oh, okay, first of all, first of all, they split up A Rod and Jennifer Lopez. I mean, you know, a few weeks back. Yeah, they, they were like, it was like a like they were dragging it on though, because it was like for dr- we yeah. we had we had a show back this and like I want to say it was like like January or February we we talked about them splitting up. You remember that? Yeah, I do. It was a long time ago, and then they were like back together, right. and then they weren't, and now they aren't. <laughs> So J Lo back, uh, seemingly back. You know these are these are rumors, uh, but they seem pretty strong rumors with uh, her ex romance, her ex partner Ben Affleck, uh, and ex-partner. Alex partner Alex Rodriguez ish. I mean, she she couldn't go a little longer with being single or you know just trying to figure herself out She's, after I, I being know. engaged. I mean, they were engaged, right? They're engaged. Uh, Al- well, no, Alex Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez, right? Weren't they engaged? I don't know, dude. <laughs> they could have been married. Am I going nuts? No, they weren't married. They didn't get divorced. They were they were engaged. Okay. I'm I'm sure of it. Okay. Unless I'm going crazy. Yeah, they were engaged. And uh now, you know, they're done. Yeah, fiance. They're done, but you know, she didn't want to wait too long to get back with men. So I'm just saying it's it's a it's a quick turnaround for an engagement to go back to an to an ex. But ben. hey, you know, who knows? They did take a solo trip, um, just uh, uh, Ben and Jennifer, or Benifer. Benifer took a trip to Montana last week with photos to prove it. Um, There is a source. She had a great time with Ben. She is happy with him and enjoys spending time with him. Of course. Uh, That's according to the source that told People Magazine, the anonymous source. Um, But just before this big sky rendezvous, Affleck had been photographed coming and going from Lopez's L.A. home and being chauffeured in Lopez's SUV. <laughs> Who sits outside of Jennifer Lopez's house and takes these pictures? <laughs> That's a good question. 
like at some point you got to sit down with yourself and be like what am i doing <laughs> like look at myself like i'm just taking pictures these are people uh matt damon ben affleck's bff um is is happy with this reunion um saying it would be awesome <laughs> but a-rod is not very thrilled a source close to lopez told e-news a-rod is shocked that j-lo has moved on he truly thought they would be able to make it work and reconnect. He has been reaching out to J-Lo, trying to meet with her, and she has been very short with him. The source claimed the former New York Yankee is saddened that Lopez reunited with Affleck and claims her con- uh, claims her contacted her to let her know, noting, wait, what? This is poorly written. Um, Yahoo, noting- what are you doing? <laughs> the source claimed that uh, uh, A-Rod contacted the source and saying he's upset. Uh, but the source also added, she's not interested in rekindling anything with A-Rod and is done. <laughs> so that's what's going on. She's uh, done. A-Rod was spotted for the first time since the Affleck-Lopez reunion news broke. He was leaving a Miami restaurant when a paparazzo asked what he thought about Benifer and their trip to Montana. He replied with, go Yankees. <laughs> Stupid response. Go Yankees. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice. I say, Rod, you nailed it. Do you you think, got it. You, you you just home run right there. Is is you know I'm I I hope I hope Arod's doing okay. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine too. <laughs> Can you imagine if if Benifer get engaged? Oh my God, that would be absolutely wild. I mean, that's a celebrity turnaround unlike any other. To to have a, a, an ex from long ago. I agree. If they well, if it was soon, I think it'd be too soon. Like literally a month, <laughs> and then bam, we're ready to go. Ben Affleck proposes uh, <laughs> to J-Lo. Do you ever think that it's all PR stuff, right? I don't know. Like, like Ben Affleck, big name, J-Lo, big name. They need to get together so they get the money. It's a, it's an investment in yourself to be dating somebody else who has a big name, right? Yeah, I mean, definitely. What has Ben Affleck done recently anyway? Um, I know he did those Batman movies, but I don't think that's his most recent one. Um, I think actually there is, um, I don't know how they got this. There's, there's actual audio of, um, of Ben Affleck, uh, like maybe he's practicing his proposal. I'm not sure, but it it definitely sounds like something (laughs) that, uh, could be happening. You are good shit. And... (laughs) I want to make this legit. I'm still going to pay you, but I want you to stop banging other guys. <laughs> what do you say? Want to be my wife or what? I mean, if that's not romantic, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what is. I don't know, man. I wish him the best. I wish him the best. And I wish you were the best. I hope he's doing okay. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> um, Did you watch a Kentucky Derby? Dude, I have been living under a rock. Okay. I, I mean, maybe I just won't ask anymore. It, I'm not something... saying anything bad. I'm just saying. I know. I know. No, I, 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 it's more that I feel bad because no, I'm I missing out. I feel like I'm missing out on what's going on in the world right now. But, uh, yes. So, uh, Medina Spirit, the winner of the Kentucky Derby, Bob Baffert's horse, the uh, very famous trainer. He's like 10. He's at, he had 10 wins in... 21 years or something like that i'm not sure the exact number but it's around there it's it's, like, it's a lot it's He's like won a, a lot of derbies it's like a historical number yeah and now uh the horse the kentucky derby winner uh tested positive 
for um, steroids. By the way, the horse has not commented on this. Um, we're not sure if the horse even knows that he was racing or won the Kentucky Derby or <laughs> what's going on. Um, He's probably so high he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> So it's probably coming down off the bender now, like, geez, where, where, where have I been for the past three weeks? <laughs> so we're still waiting on the horse's comment. Um, I mean, uh, it's so silly how, you know, we're watching another species race, and, you know, the horse wins. Great. The horse doesn't know he won. The horse doesn't know what's going on. He just knows he's running. And then they show Bob Baffert like, it was all him. He did it. <laughs> I, I, I just I was, one of the things about horse racing I don't get. I was listening to a show about this um, yesterday. Yeah. The the Valenti show talked about this a lot. It's kind of crazy. Like these people run horse farms. Like they pump out horses. Oh sure. Like they're breeding all the time. It's crazy. So this um, guy like and this guy uh, this Bob Baffert has had like six violations for for uh, like misuse in the past like. I don't know. I, it was something crazy, like ten or like you, I don't, it was like a year or something, a so, year and a half. It, it's a lot. And he's had thirty in the past. I don't even overall. He's at over thirty from the that article you're showing. Ridiculous. Me. It's crazy. So I mean, the suspension. I mean, you know, because if it's if it's ruled positive and they're going to do like a second test, they're testing the horse again and for then beta, for beta methadone. For beta methadone, yes. Yeah. And if it comes back again positive, then it's going to be an official uh, elimination. And, you know, the, the, the runner-up will be the winner of the Kentucky Derby. But this only affects Churchill Downs. It doesn't really affect any other racetrack in the country. That's crazy. Isn't it? Can you imagine putting money down and then, well, first of all. How does that work? Putting money down on Medina. And then he won, but then he actually lost. <laughs> so what happens to your money? I mean, did, did those people already get paid? That, that's a great question. I, I have no idea. Like, Can we find that out? There's got to be some story. Yeah. There's got to be. The, the the craziest thing about this this whole story is is actually I think the gambling aspect of this, because then the runner up I I don't I forget who the runner up was, but the runner up the people who put money on the runner up shouldn't they get the money shouldn't they get paid out because their horse won, like it, this is this is kind of crazy. Um, there's a I'm pulling this up right here. I have not read anything about this. Gamblers who bet on Medina Spirit have nothing to worry about. This is a Forbes article. Um, he's failed the post-race drug test. If it fails a second test, Medina Spirit will be disqualified, losing its derby title and the purse. But the gamblers who bet on the horse will get to keep their winnings. Uh, at the Westgate in Las Vegas, sportsbook director John Murray laughs when asked if a disqualification will change any of the bets made and paid out in his sportsbook. That's crazy. Because um, it was already paid out. They've already been paid out. So, so Murray, John Murray, the sports director there at Westgate, said this won't impact. This will not impact wagers one way or another. We don't recognize overturned results. Once the result is official, the bet is over. The results do not change. After the fact, technicalities might alter the record books, but they don't change what happened at the sports books. Period. That's so, crazy. So, so question answered right there. Um, but like. Doesn't that undermine your sport and, like, the gambling of it overall? Yeah. I, you don't know. Who am I going to bet on? Well, I'm going to bet on the cheater. The guy who puts betamethasone in his horses and they can run forever because they don't feel any pain. Like, what am I <laughs> Like, what am I supposed to do? It, it, it's crazy. I would never bet on a horse race again. Really? Like, I wouldn't. Well, like, if, if unless something crazy happens where this, you know, this Baffert guy, you know, is not allowed to have horses in a race for however long, 
Like, why would you why would you place a bet when you know that cheating will win, and you just got to put your money on the cheater? I think it's all fixed. I think horse racing is extremely fixed. You think so? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I I mean, I don't know. I mean, not always, but. I think there's a lot of fixing that goes on in the sports. Not not like necessarily the Kentucky Derby, but like across the country. Yeah. I think there's a lot that goes on. But um, Bob Baffert, I think the interesting aspect of this is the excuses that, that Baffert's coming up with. <laughs> he's he's uh he's not going to be at the Preakness, the second leg of the Triple Crown, because he doesn't want to uh, steal the spotlight or create a scene. Uh, but Medina Spirit will be racing in the Preakness, which is uh, this Saturday, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, no, I heard he's not going to that. Well, Bob Baffert's not, but the horses. Oh, jeez. The horse is racing there. I can't imagine. That would be crazy. He's Wouldn't racing. You, what? So, if anything, you're a sports book, right? You're, you're somebody who pays out the bets. Yeah. If you know that this, you know, this Kentucky Derby winner, this uh, Medina Spirit has cheated... Right and it might like what for whatever reason it might help them win this race. Wouldn't you put all your money on Medina Spirit to win this next race? If he's racing, you would think so. And wouldn't if he wins or whatever, wouldn't it be losses for the book because it's an obvious winner? I don't know. That's where it I, seems kind of crazy. To I'm me. not. That is an interesting aspect. I'm not sure how that works, but I wouldn't bet on. I'd just stay away. Yeah, <laughs> just stay away from this. Either way, the sports book loses. They either lose money to the bet or they people aren't betting because they think it's rigged. Sure. Exactly. That's crazy. Baffert was on the Dan Patrick show and said that the positive test once result. He told the Dan Patrick show that a positive test. So this was not in this specific circumstance. I guess he's referring to uh, previous times when there's been quote unquote <laughs> fake positive tests. Like oh, this is bullshit. Not legitimate. It's positive, but there's a there's an excuse. I have, I have an explanation. He said that at one time, a groomer who cares for the horses, a groom. Uh, took a piss in one of the horse's stalls after taking cough syrup. Oh, my God. Yeah, the groomer's a little sick. <laughs> cough syrup. Takes a piss in the hay <laughs> in the stall. And then the animal eats the fucking hay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's tested positive. Performance enhancer. Uh, the, the, the groom uh, t- took a piss in the hay. The horse must have ate it. Oh, Jesus. What a misunderstanding. <laughs> Some oh, guy in the middle break. of the night snuck into <laughs> my barn and stabbed my horse with beta methadone. <laughs> Who would have done such a thing? Oh my god, it's so crazy. Baffert previously denied uh, treating horses with steroids and called Medina Spirit the victim of cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if there's anything that cancel culture has, it's against Medina Spirit, <laughs> a horse, somebody in a different species. How dare Medina Spirit cheat for these races? They know they knows damn well what it's doing. Yesterday, Baffert came out, acknowledged his horse was treated with an ointment containing a steroid in the days leading up to the Kentucky Derby. Um, the statement comes after racing officials said the horse tested positive, uh, yada, yada, yada. Baffert said a veterinarian, veterinarian checked on Medina Spirit and treated the horse's dermatitis with the ointment Odomax, which contains benamethasone. Baffert said he learned the banned substance was in the ointment on Monday, and the horse was treated with it daily until the day before the derby. That dude, that sounds really good. <laughs> so Bob Baffert trying to be forthright about the information, but he still maintains the positive result had no effect on the outcome of the race. Is a deserved champion, and he will continue to fight and for the animal. To fight for his. <laughs> That's crazy. 
If the second test is positive, Medina Spirit could be stripped of the Kentucky Derby crown and the $1.8 million purse that came with it. You know that You know that Kentucky Derby, like the purse is nothing. They sell these horses for like $60 million yeah. for breeding. That's nuts. Well, this horse, Medina Spirit, was sold at like one years old. Not to not to Baffert, but or Baffert's not really the owner. He's the trainer, but not to that group. To somebody else for like three hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. Like, or I think it was like a thousand dollars. I'm, I think it was about a thousand dollars, and then was sold to like the the Baffert group or whatever for like thirty grand, I think. And now, obviously, he's worth millions. But wow. yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. Yeah. They breed him and pump him out and sell him for millions. Yeah, I know. It's it's <laughs> crazy how much money's behind this. There's gonna be some docu- documentary about. It. There's probably already has been. I think. There has and, to and be. They treat them like shit. These horses. They murder oh, yeah. them if they. Oh, you got a broken leg. Uh, I, I heard a you're story. Done. I heard a story about this. Just kill him. I heard a story about this Baffert guy, and he was like experimenting with his horses and giving them thyroid hormone, and like twenty of his horses just ended up dead one day because he gave them too much thyroid hormone or something like that, and now he's like. Uh, and it was just like, well, he got fined for it or something. But it's crazy that, like, yeah. they, it's just like they're experiments. Oh, it's wild. Oh, um, there's actually a uh, a quote from Baffert explaining the situation. I didn't do this stuff. Wow. <laughs> so he is adamant that he is innocent, and the horse is innocent. Don't cancel the horse. No, he's a victim. You, ca- <laughs> you cancel oh. culture, people. A victim of cancel culture. <laughs> do not cancel him. Um, in in the sports realm, uh, Tim Tebow is back. He's I know, I back, can't believe baby. I honestly, I couldn't, I heard this. How do you feel about this? It's a tight end, not a quarterback. I don't, I, well. That's wild. I don't understand because he was horrible when he played in the NFL and now he's been gone for like, I don't know, like six years or something ridiculous. And now he's coming back and he's going to play tight end, a position he never played before. I mean, he's in pristine shape. He's playing baseball. He's staying in shape. I know. Well, he, he hasn't been injured. You know, he's not knocked around. Not- isn't, isn't Tim Tebow a failed experiment? Why is he coming? Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, they want him for the culture. I don't know. Everyone's gonna take a knee in the end zone in prayer after, and prayer after the uh, after their touchdowns in the Jaguars. <laughs> I don't get it. I I really don't understand it. But what Tim is this? Tebow to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you remember this? No. Tim Tebow to Jesus Christ. Oh, this is a classic. Come on. Can't win by myself, but with your help I might. Tim Tebow to Jesus Christ. This is back when uh, Jimmy Fallon was fun. Dancing fall down hut hut pipe. Snap the football and make God love be with me. It goes on and on. The uh, the only the thing is, is Urban Meyer was Tim Tebow's coach at Florida. Yeah, when that's they both true. when they were both there. So I mean, that's obviously has something to do with it. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. But it is this gonna work? Will it work? It's got to be like a cultural move, like. Bringing in somebody who know who does hard work or something like it, it's got to be that, right? 
I, I guess. Sometimes this Urban Meyer thing, like, <laughs> I feel like it sounded like genius when they hired him. Like, oh, yeah, Urban Meyer, great coach. You know, he did so much at Ohio State. And I don't know. Now he's in the pros. He's somewhere where he's never been before. And it's just kind of like. Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. And uh, <laughs> I, you know, if you're a good coach in, uh, you know, that was the opposite, actually. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh was a good coach in the pro. Well, debatably, I mean, in the pros. Sure. But no, I'm just you like, can go from the pros to college. It doesn't mean you're going to be a, a good coach, and vice versa. Yeah. You go to college to the pros, you're not necessarily going to be a good coach. I don't think Urban Meyer is going to do very good. Didn't he have like some kind of brain issue where he had a headache all the time and he couldn't like? I That's why he retired that. at. That's why he retired at OSU. Yeah, like he had like some kind of brain issue where he got when he got stressed out, he would get terrible headaches and he couldn't do anything. He couldn't handle the pressure. Yeah, like it was like a huge. It was a I, medical. I don't thing. know if I don't want to say what it was because I don't know what it was, but yeah. It, but I remember that being the premise. I I I and know. that's why he retired from Ohio State. Yeah, it, you're you're right about something like that. I, I vaguely remember that, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, who who is this from from the Patriots? Uh, Rob Ninkovic. Ninkovich. There you go. This is we're gonna have a lot of names here that we're gonna have struggled to pronounce yeah, coming up. <laughs> the start of something horrible. Get ready. Um, uh, but <laughs> former Patriots linebacker said he'd be able to throw around Tebow at tight end. Uh, Ninkovich is not a believer in Tebow. I mean, he's also people have to understand he's signed at like a like a contract to play for the team. He's like basically trying out. Like it doesn't necessarily mean he's gonna play or yeah, do anything. You he's know, still there. Uh, he's still know. there. Is he going to be like a like a tight end like Taysom Hill is for New Orleans? <laughs> Except a worse version of Taysom Hill. I think Taysom Hill's already a failed experiment and yet they're they're going to do something much worse with Tim Tebow. I don't know. I'm not I mean I, listen, I'll I'll be front and center watching that thing on the couch seeing how bad he screws up. I can't wait to watch it. Talk about can't miss TV. To see Tim Tebow run a play like that. Come on. I, this is this is Urban Meyer on uh, NFL.com. I said, guys, you don't understand. This guy is a the most competitive manic you've ever talked to. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> like, let's what? give it a shot. This is the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's try. Give him a break. He's in the best shape of his life. We're just gonna bring him on here. It, it's like the Miggy, the Miggy, uh, the Miguel Cabrera argument. He always <laughs> in the best shape of his life. We're just gonna bring him on here, and he's gonna go. <laughs> Yeah, right. He'll be grinding. <laughs> He'll be grinding. Use your common sense. Oh, no. It was way more than six years ago. He was back. He was a quarterback for the Broncos in 2011. Oh, my God. Ten years ago. Ten years ago is when he was last in the NFL. His athleticism allowed him to spend a handful of years inside the Mets. Oh, good. The Mets. <laughs> Minor league system. Oh, you know he was good then. And here's the first pitch of the season. And the season's over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I there were a lot of people who were like, like upset about this. I I didn't really un, like. Yeah. It, it, why would you get upset about it? He's not gonna do anything. It's just a. It's a preseason. It's a circus. It's 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 click a circus. Bait grind. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the draft happened. Uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Yeah, I know. And we haven't talked about it yet. I know we we talked we gave a little pre-draft talk, but we never got to talk about it because it happened two weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna do this, but <laughs> yeah, baby. The uh, 
I don't know. I think the Lions had a pretty good draft. I did going too. Into it. it was Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell's first draft, right? We had uh, their first round draft pick was. I, I, excuse me if I'm saying this wrong. This is going to be the first of many. Panay. Excuse my language. <laughs> Panay Sewell. In the first Sewell. Round, in the first round, an offensive tackle who was debatably the second best draft prospect coming into the draft. Yeah. People were really high on this guy coming out. It, back in January, I think people were talking about him not even making it, you know, out of the, you know, first three. And somehow he dropped the Lions at seven. So it, a lot of people are saying this is a huge win for the Lions. Everyone's saying that, it seems like. Yeah. I don't know anybody who was down on this pick. Yeah. It, it seems like a, a no-brainer, a big winner. And a lot of people thought he was going to go before this. They didn't think he would drop to seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, it, he, uh, well, just so you guys know, he did test positive for COVID today. So he's going oh, no. to have to delay his, uh, his spring practice a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's way too low in the mix. Excuse me. <laughs> but Let's see um, if I can remedy this situation. I think a lot of people were up about this. A lot of people graded the Lions draft overall um, very high. It was very very easy to see what they were doing, right? They had their first three picks were all linemen. Coronavirus! There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Cardi. They had Panay Sewell, the Orion offensive tackle. And then round two, they took, at 41, they took Levi Anwuzarike. Can you say it again? Owuzarike. Anwuzarike. <laughs> Great work! <laughs> I've been practicing Man. that one, actually. We were saying before the show that Dan Miller needs a raise, the play-by-play on some, the radio. Some of these are ridiculous. In the third round, they took uh, Aleem McNeil. And then in the fourth or uh, third round, again, with 101, they took Ifitu Melifonwu. Melifonwu? Melifonwu. I don't know if I'm Ifitu saying that. Ifitu Melifonwu. I don't know. He's a quarterback out of Syracuse. So, <laughs> but the first three picks were all defensive linemen. Uh, Levi Almuzarike is actually an interesting story because my girlfriend's sister works for the University of Washington football team, Ooh! and she, I, I knew she was picked, and uh, she works with them. And she was actually telling, like, her and my girlfriend were telling me a story about Levi. It was, it was very interesting. So we might be having uh, her on in the future to talk about the Lions draft pick. But wow, they saying it on the show. That sounds like it's really going to happen. It might. It might. So. Well, it sounds like it better now. You're going to disappoint <laughs> the listeners if it doesn't. Promise the viewers a uh, very interesting talk on the Lions second round draft pick. But oh, jeez, you know, <laughs> ridiculous. Got ads playing in the background. Unbelievable. Some mistakes. This, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. But My goodness. It was clear what the Lions had. They they went for, you know, athletic linemen, big men. I think I saw a stat that they were picking, like, um, it was like 900-something pounds in the first three rounds. I saw that. It was, like, it's unreal. Wild. Like, 900 pounds of player in the first three rounds. <laughs> 900, Jeez. 900 pounds of player. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... There, there were a couple other picks. We had Amon Ra, St. Brown out of USC. Wide uh, receiver. Wide receiver, yeah. He was uh, the brother of St. Brown on Green Bay, which is kind of interesting. Oh, okay. That's right. That's um, right. Derek Barnes was a linebacker out of Purdue. There was a lot of people. They had two picks back-to-back, 112 and 113. Yeah, they traded up to get That's Derek right. Brown or Barnes. Excuse me. Um, there were a lot of people talking up about this pick, too. These are like sneaky picks that could end up being good which is exactly what Brant Holmes was brought in to do was kind of hit on these late round picks right mm-hmm. and then the last round they had a running back out of Oregon State Jamar Jefferson who actually led the Big 12 in rushing yards last year 
So he was uh, he dropped the seventh round. So a lot of these you know picks that uh, Brad Holmes went out and got were people who were um, not necess- they kind of slipped or like you know that seemed like he got a good deal on them. Like the, even Levi on Uzurike was supposed to was debatably the best defensive tackle in the draft, projected to go in the first round in a lot of draft boards. So like these, it, it seems like he did well. I mean, obviously yeah. we won't be able to tell for a while just based on the play. You know, I, I'm sure we were saying the same things about Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia when oh, they yeah. came in. That's too. the thing you want to be optimistic, and and this time around it seems it seems different. It for some reason it does. But, yeah, you sometimes say that with any new regime. Yeah. I remember saying it with Patricia. You know, this guy from New England. Oh, my God, he's going to be great. And, uh, didn't work. Yeah, I know. You know it, you, but you want to be optimistic, and I, I love that first pick, Penny Sewell. That's, I, I think that's going to be a huge difference maker, a huge difference maker. Uh, so so we'll see. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. You, you know more about these guys than I do probably. But I, I still think from, from my limited knowledge that this went really well, and I'm, I'm pumped for, for how this is going to play out. I think most people would agree that in order to build in today's NFL, first of all, you, you need to establish a, you know, a strong offensive line and defensive line, and you build from the inside out. And I think those are huge things that uh, the Lions did in this draft. You know, and, and a lot of people, it, it, it's just, it, it's something, it's also areas the Lions lacked. Like a defensive, their defensive line under Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn was horrible. Like absolutely horrible. So I, I, I think a big thing is these, these picks got to end up, um, you know, working out. But yeah. I think there's a lot to good to be said about these picks. So I hope so. They, uh, so the, the NFL schedule actually comes out tonight at 8 o'clock. So we're about 40 minutes short of that. But it's already been leaked who the Lions are going to open against. Has it really? Yeah. The 49ers? It is. The 49ers. <laughs> read the show sheet. The yeah, Lions. I did read it. Home game? It is, yes. Oh, home. wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. So, uh, they, uh, they, How did uh, that leak? Who, who leaks this stuff? I don't know. Who cares? Who cares to leak it in advance? The big home opener against the 49ers. <laughs> It's kind of interesting. It'll be good. It'll be a good game. The Lions are the biggest dogs in the game opener so far. They're gonna get killed. The, yeah, the I mean, 49ers, come on. The 49ers are debatably a playoff team, and then they got the Lions, who are in the middle of a rebuild, and no one expects to do well this what year. What if the Lions come out and just kill them? I mean, that would be. It that, would be you really would be getting phone calls the next day. They're going to the Super Bowl. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Dan Campbell's our man, baby. He's our man. <laughs> the, the the wild thing is is like. A lot of people are saying, like, okay, next year's the year we get our quarterback, we move on from Jared Goff. Yeah. And, like, I I don't know if, if, if some of these picks end up panning out where the Lions have a great running game. Um, the, the one, you know, area they're really lacking is wide receiver. Like, there is just nobody on the on the wide receiver. They lost, you know, uh, uh, Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. But yeah. um, it, it could work out that – Jared Goff is actually pretty good. Like most people don't think he'll be good, and he was just like the 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 you know the leftovers from the Rams. But well, what if it ended up working out and he was actually good, and this team ended up being pretty decent? I, you could see it. I think there's something to be said about you know, I'm I know people want the Lions to take a quarterback in the first round, but would you really think that would be the best move to to say to your your new quarterback, hey, we're we're we know you're kind of shit. We're gonna get another guy. Like that doesn't do much for his confidence. I'm saying, you know. Well, no, but I mean, at some point, you don't care if he's trash, right? You're gonna move well, on I know, from him. But anyway. at least, at least give him a year. Give him a chance. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
there's certain players who, who work way better, different regimes, different coaches, different setups, different different people around you. I mean, sometimes you can thrive. I think you a never big, know. I mean, if if the Rams, if Jared Goff is not that good, the Rams made it to the Super Bowl with him as the quarterback. Yeah, like it's very possible to do these things. Um, even look at the 49ers a couple years ago with. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I honestly, I don't. Well, they're. It looks like they're moving on with Jimmy Garoppolo from. Uh, they drafted Trey Lance this year, but um, the, he's not a very good quarterback, and they made it to the Super Bowl. So I'm. I the the quarterback is like, woo, like the one who wins you the Super Bowl, like Pat Mahomes yeah. will win you the Super Bowl. But you can get pretty far without one. So I, I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it all works out. It, I I think this team could be better than people think, but you know. They could also be really bad, which is actually probably better for them. So they get that they have two draft picks next year in the first round. So we'll see. I'm 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 pumped for this season already. Let's just get there. Can we start? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that first game. Then the the game week two uh, was leaked is actually a Monday night game. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, with the Green Bay Packers, we get a primetime game. With oh the, wow. with the Green Bay Packers. So do you, do you know that it, that's uh, in Green Bay or Detroit? That one I do not know where it okay. is. Okay, we'll know in uh, uh, thirty five minutes. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, be yeah. Fun. No, but that's right. that's I mean that's cool, right? Yeah, I, mean, I love that. Yeah, I love that. Well, Who doesn't love a Monday night game? We'll see if Aaron Rodgers is actually playing for them. I know there's a oh bunch of controversy God. around him. Do you right think now. he's gonna play for the for the Packers again, or is he done? Because I mean, there's been a lot of shit going around where it's like he is not happy. He's his, done. He the, wants to host Jeopardy. The problem with him is the the problem with the NFL. It is right now is he has a contract with the Green Bay Packers, and they're very adamant on not letting him go. Yeah, and I unless he retires. He really doesn't have any more options. It's like the Barry Sanders or like the Calvin Johnson sort of thing. Like they don't have any options. They can't do anything because they're trapped with these teams because of their contract. So I, I and I don't think he would retire just because I think Aaron Rodgers wants another Super Bowl, right? I think he he has the one, I believe, and I think honestly he's good enough to have way more than that. And it, it him retiring would be a like it, he, there's so much potential left you wouldn't leave with all that on the table still i think you know i, I yeah. think he proved last year being the mvp he's still very capable of taking a team very far so i don't know i don't think he'll i so i guess my guess is he'll be there he, he wouldn't retire um but yeah so week one 49ers week two monday night against the green bay packers Football season's coming up. I'm excited. <laughs> it's it's wild. Even college football's right around the corner. I know uh, there's a little bit of news with that, but I'm not not too much to talk nah, about with them. But um, hey, it just it's exciting to kind of have that around the corner, you know. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I, I I think this new regime, Dan Campbell, he's exciting. He's different. Uh, I want to see how many kneecaps they bite off this yeah. year. <laughs> no kidding. That's gonna be a very good. Uh well I've said oh, from good tactic I I've, guess I've said from day one that Dan Campbell was a great hire not even if he's horrible at coaching football like just the 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 content you get out of this guy even from the opening press conference is unbelievable and on the way up we're gonna bite a kneecap off <laughs> and on the way up we're gonna take your other kneecap at least at least you'll get entertained while they lose like it's just we're like we're gonna kick you in the teeth <laughs> we're gonna take another hunk out of you. <laughs> Before you know it, you've had enough of that shit. <laughs> Excuse my language. Excuse my language. <laughs> I'm actually not sitting. I'm standing. 
<laughs> so I mean, this guy's this guy's just loaded up. He's yeah. ready to go. And even if they're bad this year, at least you know you're gonna have some pretty great press conferences afterward, where he's re- like you know reaming the team or whatever. At least for he's it. better than Patricia, who literally would would not say anything. Uh, you gotta trust the process. And trust we're, the process. we're gonna go out and get better every day. And <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually responsible for one of the biggest defensive plays in the history of the NFL. <laughs> Uh, so I reference you to that with the with the Patriots. Uh, next question, please. Nice. Uh, it's just oh boy, I, I'm excited though. I really am. This is going to be very different. Um, okay, I watched on 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 Friday night a a really good Dateline. It was it was horrible. I mean the entire story was horrible, but it was really well done. Renee Pagel. Wait, can I say something about this? Yeah. I have a so I just got Peacock, and I don't like Peacock. Because is that the NBC streaming service? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the one with the office on it. Okay, because is that why you got it? Well, yeah, no, uh, no, I actually, I think I got the free version. I'm using my family's thing, so oh, I don't nice. know. But I, I thought, no, don't, be- don't let them know. <laughs> I thought because they have Comcast, they would get like free access to some of the yeah. stuff, but they don't. They, you have to pay. So for Peacock, you you have to pay and you get ads still. First of all, and so anyway, right now for the free version, I get two seasons of The Office, with. With ads in between, you're and kidding then, me. And then after that, you don't. You have to pay to see the rest of the seasons of The Office, which is serious? kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. bullshit. But and then and then when you pay for that, you also get the ads. But the reason I brought it up Wait, is, is it, you still you pay and still have to watch ads. Yeah, yeah. So so no There's is there any option to pay without ads? That I do not know, but I heard no. So I don't know. What I, kind of bullshit streaming service is that? I don't know. It, it's Come getting on. kind of ridiculous. It's Comcast. They're they're ridiculous. How many streaming Xfinity, services? Excuse me. How many streaming services are there going to be? I mean, there's going to be like one for every show at yeah. this point. I mean, there, there's too many already. Yeah. No, it's crazy. I like. I, I think the bit. The like, when Netflix came out, the greatest thing about Netflix was that you could go to it and see your shows, and they were all in one spot. Yeah. And even if you had to pay for them, at least they were all in one spot. And now it's gotten to like Hulu, Peacock. Um, uh, whatever Disney a- Plus, Amazon. There's, you know? there's, uh, there's, there. Yeah, Amazon Prime Video. There's, um, the 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 TLC one, the Discovery Channel, whatever that one is, where you can watch Triple D. And it look and just on and on yeah. and on. And it's like, well, I'm not gonna subscribe to any of these anymore. Like yeah. maybe I'll keep my Netflix one because at least when I watch them, I'm not watching ads. But like, I pay for Hulu, I still watch ads. Like it's crazy. And the, but the the thing is, is like, why would I pay for all of these subscriptions? When before the big thing was is they were all in one spot and that's not the case anymore. And maybe you just go somewhere else and watch your TV and other. You've had way. enough of that shit. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I think that it's going to be a big problem. And honestly, um, as somebody who still has cable and loves cable, yeah, cable seems like a great choice now because I I rarely use streaming services. Yeah. And everything I want is like on demand or or I can record it. It's just there. Yeah, I can watch it on my phone. So I don't know. But uh, they have a it, Peacock has an entire channel dedicated to Dateline. Do they really? So it'd be like the dream for you. Yeah, Dateline's a good show, man. I used to be like really into Dateline, like even like ten years ago, and and I I, I just hadn't watched much. But um, a few weeks ago, I watched a Dateline. I'm like, man, this is a good. This is good. I watched another one. I'm like, damn, this is a, it's good. <laughs> I mean, they they just hook you in. They just you've watched Dateline though. Have you ever sat down and watched a full Dateline? Not recently. <laughs> it's a no. Maybe a long That's time never. ago. You don't remember, I'm sure. <laughs> it's good, man. If you, have, if you have time, you got to try. But Renee 
Pagel, 41 years old. She lived on the west side of the state in Michigan, Cortland Township, Michigan. 41 years old, brutally stabbed to death in 2006, discovered by her father and stepmother. It was, stepmother. It, it was a horrible story. And, and they're trying to, you know, see who did it. You know, could it be her sister? Could it be a, a relative? Could it be uh, she at the time was estranged from her husband, Michael Pagel. The two had been living separately for over a year. Um, but there was really nothing that, that, that tied them to it that much. And they thought, well, maybe it's uh, maybe it's uh, uh, her her husband's brother, Bo. Uh, Bo's kind of a weird guy. And they go to him and they interview him. It's like, no, it doesn't, doesn't seem like it. Um, but, I mean, this person, Renee... Uh, she was. She had a child. Uh, she had a few children, actually. I think she had uh, three children, and um, one of them was being interviewed by Dateline. But I mean, everyone just described her as the most loving, wonderful um, uh, person ever. I mean, I, I know everyone says that, and they even reference like the especially friendship. after they die. I know, but I mean, they even reference like everybody. Um, everybody says that she's just the most incredible person. She worked as a nurse practitioner at Forest View hospital and her one of her um one of her like people that she worked with uh um i'm not exactly sure who it was it was um i'm trying to remember um it was somebody she worked with or, or like a like a patient or something and the patient was saying like oh yeah my 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 uh, my mother or my parent needs uh or my father i'm sorry my father it was one of her students i'm sorry it was one of renee's students she was teaching there right okay she, she was a nurse practitioner like she was teaching students, yeah. right and one of her students was like i'm, I'm, I'm my, one of my father my father he needs a kidney and he's you know he's gonna die R- renee went to check if she was a match and she was and she had kidney surgery to give one of her students fathers a kidney see that's crazy okay that describes very well what kind of person she was everyone loved her would you do that no, I wouldn't not, either. I mean, That's crazy. A family member, sure. Yeah, but a, a a student's father, and she was a match, and she did it. And and the thing was, That's like, nuts. they were talking about if, like, maybe it was her sister who killed her because she had the surgery, and a few days later she was murdered in her in her bed while she was recovering. Um, wow. And they said, like, you know, one of her friends was with her at the surgery, and and she had bad, had a bad relationship with with Renee with her sister Renee's sister and. And her kind of had a bad relationship. They never really got along that well. And they just hated each other. And and before the surgery, Renee wrote to her sister, who had, you know, spoken together in years. And there was a rumor that Renee's husband was having an affair with the sister. And it was a mess. And that turned out not to be true, apparently. And she wrote to her sister, you know, I'm, I'm having this surgery. I'd really like to bury the hatchet. I just, I just want to be friends again. I don't really care what happened or why we're fighting or whatever. Let's just be friends. We're family. And the first thing that she said after the surgery was did my sister show up and no she didn't and, and she was devastated um and then she was murdered a few days ago and a few days after that this was 2006 um but they were trying all these people interviewing and really couldn't figure out you know what's going on the case went cold for about 13 years she was murdered and and nobody knew but all of her friends knew oh it's got to be the husband the, the the husband was weird he was you know, threatening her sometimes and, and would, would have these weird habits and it's, it's gotta be him. And, and the, the, the police knew that there was like this Facebook page, like bring, um, Michael Pagel to justice. And it was a contentious divorce that was finalized. It would have been finalized six days after her death. 
Um, weeks before her death, a judge ruled that Michael Pagel would have to get a job to pay alimony. He thought it was bullshit. He doesn't want to work. That's crazy. I mean, Renee's got this money. I don't, I don't need to get a job. This is ridiculous. Yeah. So years pass. Years pass. And finally, Bo, Bo Pagel, the brother of Michael Pagel, revealed to authorities that Michael had confessed to killing his wife back in 2011. Uh, he said the two were driving around, Michael and Bo, and they were drinking. The two stopped on a bridge over a creek, and they began speaking about the divorce. And Bo Pagel testified. My brother said to me, this is how I finalized my divorce. He showed me the knife. Then he threw it in the creek. He continued. My brother said, um, oh, like, I fucked her up. If you tell anybody, I'm going to fuck you up too. And they said, oh, my God. They they went to the creek. This is, I mean, this is years later. Jeez. They found the knife wow. in the creek. Wow. And it was it was a match. It was exactly as Bo had described it. And and it's like, okay, this is pretty clear. And and they finally had enough evidence to to charge Michael, the yeah. husband, with this murder. And uh, he was arrested. And on February of 2020, February 5th, um, he was arrested at that time. And in May of last year, he pleaded guilty to second-degree murder after all those years. Wow. And and it turns out the, the, the murder weapon was there in the creek the whole time. <laughs> it hadn't moved. That is crazy. They searched for days. And like they said, like like the last hour of the last day, we were going to give up. We were, this, there's no way it's here. They found it. It's just like, oh, my wow. God. And he confessed to it. So obviously it happened. That's crazy. But man, oh, man, was it well done. I mean, it's horrible brutal story this this woman gives her kidney to a stranger she yeah. didn't even know her student's father and and gives the kidney to him you because marry a crazy psycho yeah no kidding and uh oh my god it was just a, a wild story but kind of a, a local spin um too bad alex isn't here our, our local west sider to uh i know give, give us, us a, input has he ever been to that creek i don't know he could have who he knows? might have stepped over the the knife he, he might have been there that asshole there the murderer that's crazy i mean my god but i mean it was dateline did a great job on it um and you know obviously michigan connection you, as soon as i saw it i'm like okay I, I have to watch now but um it was good and uh, i'm looking forward to the next one this weekend I, I i really enjoy them and now that i'm done with school and i mean bar exam studying coming up that's gonna be a lot but i have a little time catch up on some more datelines <laughs> Hopefully Keith Morrison does one because he's the best. Do you, do you like watch these from a lawyer perspective sometimes? I, you know, I do, and I, I'm nerdy in that way where I love like the law and like try to like you know get that perspective to it and and try to say, oh, you know, Fourth Amendment, you know, you can't search here, stuff like that, and you know, do everything you, like that. I, I love that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what, why I watch local news too because it's a lot of legal stuff. Yeah. What what. I have a question. I yeah. was talking about this with my girlfriend. There's there's two parts of a, of a of a murder or committing a crime, mm -hmm. right? There's the mens uh they're Latin words, I don't know them. Mens right? rea. Mens rea and the mens acta or something like that. Mens actus, yeah. You need you need the act and the mental like you need to know that okay, I'm murdering them. I'm killing them. Yeah. You need the mental side of it and the physical side of it, pretty much. It's it's a Latin term, but yeah, mens actus and mens rea. Mens rea is the biggest one to to really do. Because you can tell, like, oh, it was acted. Yeah, there, there was he a did. murder. But the mens rea is the part that's always, like, the challenge to prove in court. But, yes, mm -hmm. you do need those two parts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was interesting. And they have really interesting words for them. Mens actus and yeah. mens rea. And it's all the Latin stuff. I all know. Those, I mean, law is filled with that stuff. Yeah. 
So, yeah, but it is really cool to look at it, that perspective. And yeah, as a uh, up and coming lawyer, I guess I don't want to speak. <laughs> I don't want to speak too soon. Gotta pass I the know, bar. I know. You got nine credits hanging in the wind right now. <laughs> I gotta pass my last semester. Get these courses done with. Get God my grades back. God knows what's gonna happen. I know. I was thinking about t- taking one pass fail, but I, I I've never taken a course pass fail, and um I just thought I'll just I'll just go with it. I felt pretty confident and did it and cross my fingers <laughs> we're, we're waiting now <laughs> now we fair. wait um by the way did you hear megan markle has a new job at procter and gamble yeah her, i mean her husband has all these jobs i'm not sure how he's doing we should probably follow up with the companies to see how good of an employee he is i mean if you have like four jobs how, how good of an employee can you be you got to be working non-stop he must be <laughs> he must not be sleeping he's you know, the next elon nights. musk yeah this guy's crazy so um they've landed megan and prince harry uh, they've landed a multi-year partnership with Procter and Gamble. For what? So, well, that's kind of the confusing part, and and I'm actually kind of glad you're here because maybe you can kind of help me understand oh this. I was I was reading this. I'm like, okay, it sounds like a good mission, but but what's going on? So they have a nonprofit, Megan and and Prince Harry. Which, by the way, um, I'm not sure why he's referred to as Prince Harry anymore. Oh, he's not. He's, he's not a prince. He's renounced this, and I thought they didn't want attention anymore, but I, apparently that's not true. But they have a nonprofit, the Archwell Foundation. They've teamed up with Procter & Gamble. Their, that's their son, right? Uh, yeah, Isn't ba- their son baby named Archie, Archie. Yeah. who said crocodile as his first word, Yes, on, according to Prince Harry on James Corden's show. It's kind of pretentious to, to name the foundation <laughs> after your son, it's right? pretentious. Like, what do you mean? No, it's Archie. We're going to name a foundation after you. Oh, my God, it's amazing. Why don't we We're name st- it after baby Archie? No. It's so amazing. Oh, my God. You're name so it, amazing. What does it do? <laughs> I don't know. Name it after that. So they've teamed up the the, the foundation for a multi, with Procter and Gamble for a multi-year partnership that will support gender equality, more inclusive online spaces, and impact through athletics, which is according to the organization announcing on honestly, their website today. Honestly, so, besides the gender equality, I don't know what any of that means. Inclusive space, online spaces. What is inclusive? online spaces mean i don't know mean. i don't know what that means and then impact through athletics impact through what does that mean what are they impacting and how are athletics going to impact <laughs> the organ i have no idea i mean this is a this is a uh partnership a multi-year partnership with procter and gamble a massive company i'm sure there's a ton of money going towards this but but what's being done i don't know if you're gonna name a foundation after your after your son you better have a clear goal of what you're gonna do so <laughs> what if it runs into the ground <laughs> the priority of the collaboration is gender equality uh echoing duchess megan's um by the way it's not duchess megan it's megan markle okay <laughs> uh, the failed d-list actress megan markle Longtime support for women and girls since even before she was a real. Okay, great. That, that's fantastic. The partnership will continue to uplift the work of the art of um, uplift the work Archwell is doing with groups such as Girls Incorporated and National Women's Law Center to elevate the voices of adolescent girls to ensure their point of view and lived experience is heard at the tables where decisions are made. You know, that, great. But if, I, that, if that's a, if that's a mission that they have, one that's, that that should be done. Yeah, no, I agree, but again, like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what it means. Um, it it sounds like a lot of um, like these these buzzwords. Found- There's yeah. a lot of buzzwords. These foundations, they come up with these statements and they do these things. But what does that do? What like can someone just tell me what you do? So the other focus is uh on the internet. Also reflects the Duke and Duchess of Sussex's vehement stance against misinformation and online harassment. 
Now, Archwell Foundation and Procter & Gamble are undertaking a joint effort in support of building a better online environment that unlocks perspective. So I, I guess it's, I'm, I'm sorry, unlocks positive, compassionate, and creative spaces. It unlocks positive, compassionate, and creative spaces on the online environment. You, you use the internet. What does that mean? I'm I'm very confused. I use the internet every day. I don't know what that means. <laughs> what? Are you going to make like a website where people can go to and do whatever you want? It sounds like, I don't know, Facebook, Twitter, There's also, Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. Does this, I, it makes zero sense. What does that mean? <laughs> Creative spaces online? Maybe they're bringing back MySpace. That's well, what this world needs. Does the, uh, does the internet have a finite area that's like... Uh, we got all this content out there. There's no room for creative spaces. <laughs> where, where where can we do it? We gotta we gotta carve out some room, and the only way to do that is to partner with Procter and Gamble and make this happen. I think I think like one of the things you have to do when you set goals to do something is have a clear goal, right? Like you have to be working towards something. Like, like what? How you can know, you? How oh, can I you love set to help. A, how do I help? What do I do to create <laughs> these? Help create these online spaces. I'm sure they've raised. You raise some money, right? That's how you do it. I don't know. That you just support them through your through your wallet, Max. They don't care. Just oh yeah, give us money, and we will hell of a platform that will help creative online spaces. <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe this like when you get super famous or super rich, all you need to do is run around and make up words all day, right? Or and so and they write all, themselves. All they're doing is just like showing how wonderful they are and trying to get in the good graces of everybody because first of all i think people are a little annoyed at that oprah interview i think like at the first at the start like what a great interview but after a while it's like oh that was a lie this was a lie this was a lie this was a lie people were pissed about that yeah and and people are realizing that like yeah this is these are a bunch of whoppers and they're what are they doing are they just trying to make themselves seem more important than they are like try to get a little more love for them i mean they talk about being silenced. Were you silent or were you silenced? And they probably have a bigger voice than 99.999% of the entire world. <laughs> They're on an interview with Oprah, who does bigger numbers than most sports games now, most NBA games. Nope, they're going to do an interview with Oprah, and, yeah, they've been so silenced. We've been so silenced. Oh, my God. Well, they're, Silence. They're, Silence. Being, they're being loud with their doing of who knows what now. <laughs> I, man, I don't know, man. Look at, look at, look, this. since the organization has grown immensely, including the Archwell Audio Podcast. <laughs> Oh, by the on way, Spotify. By the way, um, yeah, that's like Spotify's biggest deal ever. They put out one episode, one thirty-minute episode. That's crazy. It was horrible. Look at the content we put out. Maybe we should have a big deal with Spotify. I mean, you know, can we call Spotify and move say, over, like, Joe Rogan? Here we come. We we <laughs> bought our Spotify uh, subscription for this podcast. It was a huge news story, and I've I've gotten one episode over the past like six months. What is going on? Well, look at the content that. Cutting out early is yeah. putting out. We have an hour and a half every week. <laughs> complete shenanigans. Complete shenanigans. We do we do three times what they do in one week. I, I know. But uh, oh, but they're taking but but they're taking a break. Listen, you know, there's more though. R12 Productions programming on Netflix. Get over your kid. I know. And what is going on here? I I don't know. God. Three things named after your kid. This kid's like not even a year old. <laughs> what has the kid done to I don't warrant know. this? 
if I was I grew up and I was this kid, I'd be pissed. Like I have my name strapped to all these yeah. things that will likely fail. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. They're podfading no bigger than anybody. I mean, podfade after one episode. Ah, that's enough. We're done. The productions on Netflix and then an organization. I don't even know what you do. <laughs> I'd oh be my so God. pissed. Like, just leave my name out of it. <laughs> I, I don't. I man, he's I gonna don't be outrunning that for the rest of his life. Yeah. I, oh yeah. Congratulations. Hate him for it. Congratulations, Archie. Ruining your kid's future. You made it. <laughs> Um, speaking of people with um, with a lot of money, <laughs> which they do have, and uh, you know, I mean, but well, they are well to, maybe you know, half of a lot of money now. I'm, well, yeah, true. But, but but speaking of which, I mean, the uh, Megan and Harry are. I mean, they're trying to get jobs. I mean, they've got a new job here with Procter and Gamble, so they're working again. And I know Bill, or um, not Bill, but but Harry has all those other jobs we talked about in the previous episode. So I hope they're doing well. I, I but I think they're fine. Uh, but other than that, Bill and Melinda Gates, I know. It's old news now, but they've split, they've divorced, oh, or no. they have announced their divorce after a long 20-plus year marriage. I forget. It was like 20 however many years. Uh, but they are no longer together. It's an expensive breakup. 50-50. There was no prenup. There, there was none. Do you, do you think that, that um, you know, they Bill tried to, Drake? to like... Don't they ever listen to any Drake? <laughs> what was that song? Uh... Back to back, where he goes, make sure you hit him with the prenup. <laughs> what if Bill tried to like? You know, I really think I can get a prenup with Melinda, and then he like tries to go into like, Melinda, can I talk to you? What is it, Bill? Uh, uh, nothing. <laughs> never, never mind. Never mind. And like, he never could succumb up the uh, the the must. He can muster up the energy to do it. These guys are crazy. A nervous. But the news, the big news, Melinda Gates began divorce moves at a time at time at the same time. Bill's meetings with Jeffrey Epstein were revealed. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So it sounds like it turned... I mean, Bill, you had meetings with Jeffrey Epstein? What? I didn't know about this. They were revealed, and that's when the divorce proceeding started. So it sounds like it has something to do with this. Uh, Bill and his uh, dealings with the convicted sex offender, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, who was murdered in prison. Yeah, please. It says killed himself, but it, he was murdered. <laughs> Believe me. She consulted lawyers to explore the option of divorcing the Microsoft billionaire, Bill Gates, and they announced their decision last week to divorce after declaring their marriage irrevitably broken, but did not explain why. Uh, but according to the Wall Street Journal, uh, in 2019, Melinda hired a team of lawyers from several high-profile law firms to discuss a possible divorce. The journal said several of its sources, this is the Wall Street Journal, this is not something, some, some fly-by-night publication, but the journal said several of its sources had said Melinda was concerned about her husband's business dealings with Epstein. Uh, who killed himself? We, well, we all know that's not true. Uh, <laughs> fake, well, fake news. Fake news. Uh, Melinda is said to have expressed unease at Bill's relationship with Epstein since at least 2013. Her meeting with divorce lawyers in October 2019 is said to have taken place at roughly the same time as the failing New York Times article detailed Bill's meeting with Epstein. That's crazy. Which included an overnight stay at Epstein's New York mansion. Dun, dun, dun. What happened at that overnight stay? 
Bill Gates. The article, which detailed Epstein's connections with the rich and powerful, said none of them compared in prestige and power to the then world's second richest person, a brilliant and intensely private luminary, Bill Gates. And unlike many others, Mr. Gates started the relationship after Mr. Epstein was convicted of sex crimes. So... It sounds like it all went downhill from there. But the journal said its sources claimed that Bill and Epstein first met in 2011, several years after Epstein reached a deal with authorities and was sentenced to 13 months confinement for soliciting prostitution from underage girls. The conditions of a that 2008 deal were a source of controversy 11 years later when he was finally charged with sex trafficking. Uh, and then he was found dead later. So, Melinda could become the world's second richest woman with a fortune estimated at $73 billion. That's crazy. Billion with a B. 50-50 split as possible because the divorce petition filing also reveals that the couple, who married in 1994, did not sign a prenup. And under Washington state law, divorcing couples are expected to share their assets equally. There we go. Easy. That's absolutely crazy. Easy money. That is wild I, I have a question how many lawyers do you need for a divorce like they always talk about like she hired all these these lawyers from the top four firms like yeah how many do you need like is it that hard i i, I see commercials for like adam online all the time it's just the yeah, same guy over and over, over and over <laughs> i man I, i'm not sure i think with more assets it is i don't know much about divorce law um that's that's part of family law, but Crazy. I I know it can take a an army sometimes. Wow, I mean, there's a lot to detail. I mean, there, there's a lot of documents that need to be sifted through to determine what assets are the marital assets. I think that's a big part of it, and mm. trying to make those deals. and And it's pretty much the lawyers on both sides, like negotiating what's a marital asset and what is not. What's a personal asset? Mm. The vast majority of of everything is a is a marital asset, but that's not always the case. And then people argue when there's millions and billions involved. People are arguing like that's not a marital asset and and stuff like that. So and you know if there's kids involved, it could be even more tricky. Um, but you know it's it's a mess. Yeah, that's what it sounds like it's, to me. It's a massive mess, but uh, that's what's going on. But I didn't know that about about Epstein and, and Bill Gates. So crazy. That is wild. It makes more. I, I don't know. It it kind of makes sense, you know. Like, why would you? I don't know. There's a little more to it, mm-hmm. but like, why would you want to deal with somebody like that? And even if you didn't do anything, whatever. Yeah. Why would you associate with him at all? I agree. Crazy. We'll we'll uh, on the cutting out early podcast. We're dedicated to keeping you up on the latest Melinda and Bill Gates news. So we will be breaking any Soon stories. Soon to be the, one can. of the richest women in the world. So <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> uh, a couple uh, things before I want to uh, get to the last story because um, I want I want to uh, close with something. But really quick, Gordon Ramsay was in the UP a few months ago. I don't know when this was. Maybe almost a year ago. Who knows? But he was visiting all these restaurants like in the Keweenaw Peninsula, which is kind of where I went to school, Michigan Tech and Houghton, and he spotted at the UP at all these restaurants. Like, what's he doing up there? But finally today in the free press, there was an article that came out that shows we know why he was there. Um, I guess it was last September that he was cited throughout the uh, Upper Peninsula of Michigan. But it was speculated, but now it's for sure. He was in town filming a new TV show. Um, The UP where Ramsey was and filming for the third season of his Uncharted series for National Geographic that included diving among shipwrecks and helping helping monks 
according to a report from MLive. I know that sounds kind of weird, helping monks, but so up in the UP in the Cuban Peninsula, there was this this monastery up there, mm. and and all these monks lived there. But on the property was what, this monks of what? Like, what is there a religion? I think so. Or whatever monks religion, I don't know. I'm sorry for being insensitive to the monks out there. I no, no, work. we're, we're I just educa- don't know. We're educating ourselves. It's not. It's not. We're being insensitive. We just don't know. We I can don't educate ourselves. We, right? We can educate ourselves. We can do the work and educate ourselves. Oh, it's there. There's some kind of Christian, uh, the Holy Transfiguration Skeet Society of Saint John. Am I looking at this right? Maybe. It sounds right. Well, anyway, Ramsey <laughs> Ramsey was up there at a few restaurants, but one of the ones he went to is one of the ones that I've been to many times. There's a place called the Jam Pot on this monastery's property. The Jam Pot sells all these incredibly good jams and, and baked goods and breads and, and everything. It's just outstanding. That's like how they raise money. It's one of the ways they do it, and it's so good. It's just sold and made by these monks. They all hmm. live there. Interesting. It's really good, but apparently, and I didn't know this until right now reading the story, Ramsey was up there. He filmed on the property the um, uh, in the Keweenaw Peninsula. It's, oh, look, uh, they talk about it here. The Holy Transfiguration Skite. I don't know how to say that. Ben, um, Byzan- Byzantine Catholic Monastery, Keweenaw Peninsula. There you go. Father Sergius from the monastery in a Tuesday email to the Free Press confirmed Ramsey did film on the property, though they don't know what will be included. The monks are known for producing jams and jellies using wild fruit and berries and selling jars in their Eagle Harbor Jam Pot store. Yeah, the big thing up there is thimbleberry jam. It's delicious. Really? Oh, yeah. They, they had these, they had these, like, it was, I was addicted to them. It was like a, a, a square bar. It was like a cookie bar. It wasn't a cookie. It was a cookie bar. But throughout the bar were like strips of thimbleberry jam. Yeah. Like integrated in this cookie bar. Oh, my God. <laughs> Give me one of those. So good. So good. So so Ramsey was up there doing that. Delicious. I know. Uh, the other story, Chick-fil-A is having a sauce shortage. I didn't see this, but I know you saw this, Zach. Oh, I did see this. Yes. Yeah. It's devastating. There's shortages of everything now. <laughs> Chick-fil-A's not... What is worse, a gas shortage or a Chick-fil-A <laughs> sauce shortage? I think that's you, an easy you, answer. You let us know. Call us in. <laughs> Please let us know. Reach out. Uh, cuttingoutearly.podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We're all there. You can call Max on his personal cell phone at 313. <laughs> Enough. Enough. So they have, they're having a sauce shortage. I'm not really sure why, but there's a big disruption uh, so they're trying to make adjustments to fix it. Do you like the Chick-fil-A sauce, that, that, the classic Chick-fil-A sauce? Oh, my God. Dude, Do you really? It's so good. I'm not a big fan of it. What? I know. Is that a hot take? I'm the, not a big fan of it. Man. It's, it's like the mustard-based sauce. Yeah. Kind of. No, I just want the ranch. I'd rather have the ranch to dip in the That's the wild. Chicken. They have good know. ranch. No, they, they have good ranch, too. But Chick-fil-A sauce is amazing. I don't know, man. I, I can't really get into it. It's like a... It's not honey mustard because they also have a honey mustard, but it's like a, it's like a mustard base that's kind of sweet. I don't know, man. It just doesn't do it for me. Plenty of other ones that are there that I like better. I like the it's barbecue cra- in the ranch. What I don't. I think that's a well. I think Chick Fil A. You need the sauce. I don't think it needs the sauce because I think the Chick Fil A is good by itself. But 
The Chick-fil-A sauce, to me, is just the best. I'd only use the sauce if I was getting, like, the chicken nuggets there and dipping it. Like, if I get the sandwich, I just get it how it is. I don't think there's even sauce in the You sandwich. get the deluxe, or do you just get the, the, the deluxe. classics? Oh, with, you, with the, with the well, cheese uh, and the pickles and the tomato and Well, they all, they all come with pickles. If you well, get, like, the classic, you get the classic, it's just the chicken and the pickles. Yeah. Do you so, put sauce on it? Yeah, I dip it in sauce. Do you I ever dip, get the deluxe? I, I dip... No, I haven't got the deluxe. I, I dip... The fries in the Chick-fil-A sauce. That's really good, too. They have those waffle fries. Yeah, I love the waffle fries. Yeah. I love their sweet tea, but I still like just fries and ketchup, man. That's all. Mm. I don't know. Just me. I know. I know. Hot take. Hot take <laughs> alert. We need a sounder. Okay. Um, was there anything else you wanted to get to today? Anything else I wanted to get? Yeah, get to today. Anything to talk about? No, I think we, we rolled through a lot today. <laughs> well, okay. I want to close with this, then. Okay. Because there's one more thing, and this is something... I, I didn't see this video. I really didn't read much about it, but I saw this in the Detroit News, and I, I had to bring it up. A Michigan judge bless a man for logging into a virtual hearing under a very inappropriate name. <laughs> Are you going to play the audio first? Yeah, I'll play the audio. All right, let's hear we'll it. see if he says it. Um, but just really quick, this is Judge Jeffrey Middleton uh, during a defendant's virtual arraignment at 8.15 a.m. Tuesday morning. That's yesterday morning um, in 3B District Court in Centerville, Michigan. Judge Jeffrey Middleton asked him his name after reading the name tag for the Zoom account he used to log into the hearing. The defendant. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. Um, here's the audio. Well, um, does it say what the crime was he's being charged with? Um, that's a good question. Uh, it should in the story. Uh, Sexton was set to appear before the judge in a charge of possessing drug paraphernalia. He was arraigned oh, Tuesday boy. and pleaded guilty. Uh, Middleton <laughs> fined him $200 according to the record. Centerville is in the county seat for St. Joseph County, about 30 miles south of Kalamazoo. Uh, 150 miles west of Detroit. We will see if they if they say uh the name of it, but but yeah, it's Nathaniel Sexton is his real name, but he decided to log into the virtual hearing with a different name. Then we'll bring this fool in. This fool. <laughs> Good morning, sir. What's your name? Me? Yeah, you. Yes. Nathaniel Saxon, sir. Your name's not Buttfucker3000. <laughs> Logging into my court with that as your screen name. Why would we'll that? that in a little bit. Oh my uh, what an idiot. That's got to be a drop. What kind of idiot <laughs> logs into court like that? <laughs> What's your name again? Nathaniel Saxton, sir, but I don't believe that I typed anything like that. It and says it right there. Well, that's what it says. <laughs> Why? Well, well, I apologize. Yeah, me. you should. I'll put you in the waiting room. You can sit in limbo for a while and <laughs> think about what you call yourself online. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Grossnickel, could you take your hat off, please? <laughs> this judge's not having it today. All right. He missed an earlier date, but he's here now. All right. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? That's a mistake. You, you can see that, right? You, you can see, like, if you, even if you're logging in on Zoom, you can see the, uh, the name in your corner. You know what you're called. Sure. 
Sure. One, one second. Everybody with a name, you're all here. There's a little more. He's back. Is it still say? Is it still by his uh, his Zoom name? Um, it doesn't look like it. Oh, it's Your Honor. Beth and yes. if, if I if if I may explain, uh, my sister was the one that set up my my Zoom account or whatever. Oh, um, I'm blaming on the sister. But <laughs> Effer um is my iPhone uh pairing name for my Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> That's not an inside joke. Um, it's not inside joke. I, I'm, 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 I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. Well, you should be. All right, we'll come back to you in a bit. <laughs> he puts them uh, back on the way. Let's take care of some of yours, Mr. Barnes. We have Michael Owen. Wow. Uh, so blame it on the sister, I guess. But fucker, three thousand. That's wild. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine going to a virtual hearing? You're being charged, <laughs> and that's your username. <laughs> oh my god you know these zoom courts I, I would hate to be involved with it because i know it's a it's a big hassle but they're producing some good stories we had that remember the cat video where the where the guy oh, yeah, had a yeah. filter of a cat on him <laughs> i'm not a cat i'm not a cat <laughs> these are great <laughs> i'm not a cat oh my good lord good thing <laughs> we were worried you're not a cat you're right <laughs> all right let's get out of here <laughs> on that note um <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> that is very good. Uh, well, hopefully Alex will be back next week. Um, we're hoping for the best. I know he's busy, but we'll wrangle him back. He's fine. We got to do an in-person show soon, too. I, I'd really like that. I know. I, it, it, it's nice having the in-person show, you know? It's it's so much better. I mean, you know, the Zoom work, it, it's actually working very well for us, but, you know, there are delays. It's not always perfect. Uh, so the in-person is just so much superior. There's a lot more, yeah. yeah. It is nicer to talk in person. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just search Cutting Out Early Podcast. You will find it. Or send us an email if you'd like. Cuttingoutearly.podcast at gmail.com. And as always, we, we love our listeners. We thank everyone for listening. And we will be back, uh, hopefully with a full crew Uh next week but hey today was pretty good yeah just yeah. the two of us we can make it if we try see everybody next week see ya see ya